Hi, this is Bernie Torrance. And I'm Carol Yoder, and we'd like to invite you to our program called Living Stones. It's time to move from being a stepping stone to a living stone. God loves you and has a plan for your life. Remember, God doesn't waste anything. You're created to be a believer, walking in wisdom and values. Carol, I am so excited today because I am on a mission. Uh, I was talking to Jerry about a week and a half ago, and he said that people are calling him asking him to be a mentor in their lives. And what a calling that that mm. is. And I was reminded when we put the book of Proverbs together, uh, the descriptor that we wrote and about you, Jerry, and I'd like for Carol to read this as uh, you think about the certifications that you gained as you became a pilot. I would love to. And this is Jerry speaking. A few years ago, I was able to upgrade my flight credentials so that I could fly jet aircraft. My goal was simple. I wanted to fly higher and I wanted to fly faster. I wanted to utilize my aircraft for the extension of my business. I was not looking for a new hobby. I was looking for an advantage. As I experienced my new certifications, I recognized that the laws of aerodynamics and the principles of flight were identical to God's laws of success and principles of wisdom. Both involve absolutes. In my airplane, I make it a point to have sophisticated equipment that keeps me on course and in a constant state of adjustment. My business life is identical. I've learned that I can transform my life and I can be an agent of transformation in the lives of others, just like the law of gravity and the principle of lift exposes us to God's law in a totally new fashion. This booklet will warn you about situations that you will face and will expose you to the benefits you can receive by setting your instruments on true north. I love that, Jerry. And that's really what the cry of a person is when they say, will you mentor me? Because it isn't uh, just help me. It's they see somebody that can see something better than them. And really, it's a, it's a shortcut to have a mentor like we did in our life. Yes, we had a mentor. And who was that? Who Johnny Schrock. <laughs> How did he mentor us, Jerry? When you think you know, of... it was real life stuff. It was everyday, real life stuff. And I've shared with you, Bernie, before. I remember Johnny in 1976. He's Whoa. at my home in California. Yeah. And we're out going to the grocery stores to try to get our racks for the our papers that we were printing inside the grocery store. And John would be pulling up weeds in the flower beds outside the grocery store or picking up trash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I asked that Johnny, what are you doing? I mean, they have people who come by and sweep the cement walks and stuff here in California. He said, no, 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 this is, this is God's garden. And I started thinking about God's garden. He said, yeah, we have to take care of God's garden. This is his place. That Just that thought, he started to mentor me because mm. I saw something in John that I wanted. I wanted to be more like him because he seen kingdom values. I wanted kingdom values. So a mentor doesn't change a person's mind. He no. changes a person's actions That's right. behaviors. Hmm. Well, I think about also, I mean, he put the thought there first, the thought leader. He, he did an action, but those thoughts 
lead to actions, that lead to habits, right? That change our destiny. For sure, Carol. John was about action. He didn't just talk about it. He just didn't teach it. He was doing it. And that's what attracted me to him. You know, once we heard in Colombia about, uh, it was a question asked Mm -hmm. from one of our leaders to a big crowd, Mm -hmm. um, how many would like to go to Disneyland? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How many know about Disneyland? Every hand went up. Mm -hmm. Here we are in in the back countryside of Mm -hmm. Colombia and everybody knew. Mm -hmm. And he said it's because Walt Disney, one man, created such an environment Mm -hmm. that not not only did everyone know about it, everybody wanted to go to it. And that was Johnny Schrock. Not only did people know Johnny, but everybody wanted to spend time with Johnny. Mm. Not to be told what to do, but to be shown what to do. Oh, that was Johnny's life. I think that one of the things that amazes me is it sounds like he always gave you the why. Like this, why, why should we do that? Or just like you asked him, you're picking up trash. Why are you doing yeah. that? He knew the why. He knew why he was doing it. And it gave him such assurance. Like he was a very self-assured person mm-hmm. or God-assured. He was, he was sure of who he was in Christ. He was always mentoring, always mentoring. He mentored me. If you talk to the folks that he touched around the world, mm-hmm. whether it was in Colombia or Guatemala mm-hmm. or wherever Johnny went, he was mentoring And that's what spoke to me. Jesus from Colombia Mm -hmm. is really the one that got me thinking this just several months ago. He said, Johnny didn't teach us out of a book. Mm -hmm. He said, Jerry, you have to spend time with people. You have to mentor them. And that's what Johnny did with us. He spent time with us. And and, uh, that's what I want to do now with the rest of my life. I want to be able to spend time with those who have an interest in being mentored. And their ability to ask the why. I think you really uncovered something there that... When the mentee says, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. It's already been unlocked. Mm-hmm. That Because they watched an action. They watched not a result. They didn't, why do you drive that car? Why do you have that plan? No, it was, why did you just do that? I was thinking of our friends at Gateway. When uh, you know we got to know Robert Morris and The Blessed Life and uh, David Metcalf and our dear friends, uh, Reed Bogard. They said, many people come to Gateway and they say, how do you do this? Very few come and say, why do you do this? Because it's not the how in a mentorship relationship. It's the why. Because then the mentee is able to apply that right away to their lives. It's a real understanding. I mean, a true understanding when you know the why, right? Because then you can not only do it for today, but you can do it tomorrow. So I'm going to to, uh, test you a little bit here. You have a, a, I love your friends. Because one of your gifts is that you're able to say, that's my friend, and every one of them feel like they're your best friend. That's just one of the gifts that you have. But uh, Joseph Mast uh, is a, an auctioneer locally, very successful guy. But um, you didn't meet him at the auctioneer school. You didn't go to one of his auctions. It was through flight, just like we talked about. What did he see in you? And then this relationship that grew as both of you uh, learned to fly higher and faster together. But when you think of that relationship, what did the the the, the unity of thought of going in the same direction, because that was really what drew you together, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Was airplane flight. I think so, Bernie. I would think, you know, I was flying and he was wanting to get into flight. Uh-huh. Um, I had a plane that he could see himself flying. Mm-hmm. At, at that time, we had a small mm-hmm. trainer. Um, so that was 
I think it started it. There was something in common. But then I think he saw in me, and it'd be interested to ask Joseph this question, but I think he saw in me what there were some things in my life that I have, things that I did that he would want for his life. Mm -hmm. And he has, uh, we've spent a lot of time yes. together. Um, I, you know, I, I want to say, yes, I, if I'd say, yes, I have been mentoring Joseph, but at the same time, when you're mentoring something, you learn from them too. There it is. And I've been learning from Joseph, just like he's been learning from me. Yesterday we were flying together. We would flew to uh, Omaha. And yes, he's asking me questions about flight. And he asked me a great question last night coming home. It was late. And he said, tell me one thing. Just tell me one thing that you know now that you want to be careful of every time you go up in the flight. I mean, those are great questions. You know, what what what's, what have scared me yeah, that yeah. I every time do the same thing now yes. so I don't go through that? And then I was asking him questions too because I want to learn from him. You know, he's he's favored from God. And I want to know some of the decisions that he's making in business and in life and with his family. And then I, I can coach him along too. And he can coach me when we both want to be around each other oh, and learn from each other. So it's an intimacy. It yeah. is. Sure it is. And I think of a mentor, I think being a good mentor, if you only feel it's a one-way conversation, I don't think you're a good mentor. Because if you chose someone to mentor... They have to have something that you see in them that you like or you're encouraged with or some benefit that you see. And so with Joseph, or I can name others, that when, I, when, when I'm around them, mm -hmm. I expect to learn from them. Mm -hmm. And they expect to learn from me. That's a give and take. And it's really interesting. What I hear you saying is, and is that people are lifelong learners, really, that if, if someone who wants to be mentored or someone who is is mentoring, that mentor is always growing. And and I, I hear that when you guys talk about John Schrock and your relationship with him because John was always mm -hmm. learning. And I see that in your lives now and you're looking for people who are also wanting to learn. Exactly right, Carol. I think of my, another good friend I have, uh, John Maxwell. John is constantly learning. Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. reading. Uh, he's trying to, I think he's still today has his yellow pad and he meets once a month for lunch and he asks seven questions to whoever God puts places on his heart. He's being mentored. He's being mentored for over lunch with seven questions and he's been doing that for 20 years, 30 mm -hmm. years, whatever it's been. But every month he meets with someone to learn from them. And John is, what, 73? Our age, yeah. And still wanting to learn. Sure. And and it's amazing of the people that he selects that he wants to have lunch with to learn from. It's not mm -hmm. someone that is so successful as you would think of being. It's not like he wants to meet with the president of the United States. It's not at all. Uh, he wants to learn from others' mistakes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, you know, as if you're mentoring, if I could learn from someone that's made a mistake, Wow, that saves me a stop, right? Mm -hmm. I don't have to go through jail and pay two hundred bucks. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right? Sure. You know, I think of uh, that flight analogy again. That uh, there's something when you're keeping 
your credentials wet. You have to have hours in the craft. There's something, I think, in the mentoring that probably helps you get those hours in the logbook too, that even though you're not building that business, I know you're helping my son Ryan right now. It's like your voice is, is if you're reliving those things all over again, this is how I would feel. This is where my belly faith was. So so it is that thing of, of, of staying what does that mean? Staying wet? What? What is that? Uh, <laughs> it, it, as a pilot, have you heard that? No, I have heard that. I don't know about that one, Bernie. But I, you, you spoke about Ryan. Uh, you know, Ryan has been in my life for let's see, twenty years. He mm-hmm. and I were business partners, sure. and um, and yes, I mentored him with some of his team members. But Ryan, as you know, and Carol, as you know, Ryan has mentored all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gifted. And so, yes, I'm. I still like. I still feel like I'm mentoring Ryan, mm-hmm. but as much as I feel like I'm giving to him, he is giving that much more back to me. Mm-hmm. And, and now I look at Joseph. He is. Yes, I'm mentoring him, but he is giving back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think that's that's the that's the when people think about be, being mentors, if you think it's a one way street, wow. Yeah. You, you've just lost the, the value for yourself. Yes, yeah, so really when we live in this world of personal coaching and mentorship, those are not the same thing. I mean, a, a mentor and a, and a coach would be of a different thing. I love this word here where it starts off saying autopilot when Carol was reading. Is there really autopilot? Even though the thing can fly itself, is there really autopilot? Bernie, there is an autopilot, I want to tell you. And if you kick off the autopilot at 41,000 feet, it is really difficult to fly. And that's why FAA is, the rule is, or not a rule, the law is, if your autopilot breaks, you have to go down now below 28,000 feet. Because they know it's just about impossible to fly it by hand without an autopilot. Are you serious? That's it. Yep. Matter of fact, years ago, 10 years ago, we're flying out of California to Dallas. And it was a mentor pilot of mine. So he's sitting in the right seat. I'm sitting in the left seat. We planned for our fuel. We had enough fuel if we would climb to 41,000 feet. We're at 41,000 feet. We lose the autopilot. So if, if we go down below 41,000 feet, now FA's probably going to send me a letter here. No, just kidding. <laughs> that was before I knew the rules. <laughs> uh, if we went down below 41,000 feet, we would have stopped for fuel. And we had a meeting to go to. I was speaking in Dallas. And so we decided, okay, I'll fly five. He said to me, as my mentor pilot, I'll fly for five minutes and you fly for five minutes. And we'll alternate for this flight. And you can't be over or under more than 50 feet. Okay. I thought, wait a minute, I can fly this thing to Texas. I couldn't. Oh, Jerry. Five minutes, you just wore out because the air is so thin. And if there's any turbulence at all, oh, and it Jerry. was just a small bit of turbulence, then you're trying to correct, and the air is so thin, just one slight. Oh, and so we, he was mentoring me, but... I was mentoring him too because he needed a break also. Yeah. So an autopilot. Yeah. Got to have one. It's so interesting because I'm remembering an article I read about leaders who fail. And it's, it was because when they get to certain platforms, 
They don't have the capacity to sustain it because their character didn't grow with them. And I'm thinking about that in terms of autopilot, Jerry, Mm. because autopilot, when we live within that character, when we live, when we've done it so that that muscle Mm-hmm. I'm honest. I just, you uh-huh. know, I still have to choose, but it's easier because I know honesty is going to yeah. bring me these benefits. Honesty, honesty, honesty. So when we get to those new levels that we're, well, we just know we're going to be honest because if that breaks, then how much harder is it to fly at that level mm-hmm. without the character there to do it? And I wonder if you'd speak to that in the sense of just the places that you've been and the and the character that it takes, the values and principles to live by, to grow when you're mentoring somebody, how do you mentor character in them? You know, first of all, they have to see it, I think, in your life, you know, or the, why would they want to be part of me? So they have to see that what I have is what they want. And if they if they don't see good character in me, they're not going to ask me to be a mentor. So I... I think first is the 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 um, the life that we all live. People are looking for: is this the person I want to follow with character? Character is everything. Mm. Um, I remember debating this with several of my friends over the years: uh, how important one is versus the other. And what mm-hmm. I'm speaking of is leadership. Oh, how important it is to become a leader, know all the the rules and regs about leadership. But if you have no character and you're a great leader, you're just gonna lead people in the wrong direction because of your character. So character, I think, is the first step uh, to leadership, first step to mentoring, first step. Character is something you can do with you first. Um, We learned in Lored years ago that transformation starts with me. So if I don't have the good character that people mm-hmm. see in me, why would they ever follow me? And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that Johnny Schrock had. He mm-hmm. had great character and people recognized that they wanted to be around him. And I think Bernie Torrance has great character mm-hmm. and they want to be around him. Mike Poulin, mm-hmm. he has great character. Everybody wants to be around him. Jesus Ortez, mm-hmm. if you think of the leadership of mm-hmm. this organization that God has allowed mm-hmm. us to be part of, it is the character that people want to be around. They want what we have. I think of the advantage of autopilot. I'm thinking, Jerry, that it must be when we have a spiritual experience with God mm. and then all of a sudden he's our autopilot. And just like you said, if you click it on or click it off or if it doesn't work, you don't know you're even in trouble then until you're in trouble because the same rules that worked at 28,000 feet are not working at 41,000. And the goal is higher, better, bigger, goer, you know. That autopilot thing must be the God advantage. I'm just thinking about the advantage of values in our life. Mm-hmm. It's that we get the autopilot. We get, at, at, at 2,800 feet, do you need an autopilot mm-hmm. at 2,800 feet? No, no. And Bernie, I, I wanted to explain that too is that at 41,000 feet, and it's spiritually the same way, at 41,000 feet, you are sipping fuel. I mean, because the air is so thin that the engines are are working so much greater at 41,000 feet. And so at 41,000 feet, let's say 100 gallons will carry you, I want to say probably 30% further 
than you were would be at 28,000 feet. And in the spiritual life, I believe it's the same thing. When you're oh my. when you're at a high level of God, oh it'll carry you so much further than if you had to come down and start all over again oh at 28,000 feet. And you're burning up all this fuel all this time at 41,000 feet. Wow. Oh you're, we say at 41,000 feet, you're making fuel because it, you're just sipping it. You're just sipping it. Isn't that amazing, Jerry? <laughs> And both of us and almost everybody that we run with, they all walk with a limp. Yeah. Because <laughs> we we had to go through something that was almost death-defying yeah. to appreciate what that next rise. I was on a call last night that I would consider a mentoring call. Wow. And when I got done and I said, you know, the bottom line is this. I could sit here and tell you this stuff works so well. It's it just, it's... It, it works better than I ever thought it could at 22 years old, but it is a relationship. There are laws of flight. There are laws of success. And in here it talks about absolutes. How important are absolutes in the life of Jerry Anderson? Well, Bernie, like flight, absolutes is what you uh, respect uh, to the point where you know without it you're, you're a dead man. You have to have an absolute. Absolute means that... Um, Oh, I have a gauge on my on my on this jet that says um, fuel when I land. I look at that and that's an absolute. So if it's less than six hundred pounds when I land, I gotta stop for fuel. Six hundred pounds is close to a hundred gallon, but that means when I land, I have to have a hundred gallon on board to be safe. Because what happens if I get to that airport and the airport's closed? There was a plane with a flat tire on the runway or whatever, I've got to go to another airport now. I have to have fuel to do that. That's an absolute. In the same way in our Christian life, there's absolutes that you you got to respect to know that you're going to get burnt if you or you could die from it. Mm-hmm. Same way in, in life and in, in flight. It's absolute. Oh, my. And, and this world of non-absolutes, mm-hmm. like right now, we are living in a world where we're changing history, uh, we change the the winning characters. It's like everything's at, at at almost like whatever you want it to be. You know, you can't legislate values. You know, what's truth to me is not truth to you. In flight, you do not have that luxury, do you? Don't have that luxury. It's like last night, Joseph was. We were flying, and and we said when we went on the way up, it said we were only only going to have a hundred gal a hundred pounds when we land. And he said, and then it climbed to, as the higher we got, the air got thinner. So then it got to be 300, 300 pounds when we got there, and then 400 pounds. And then we kind of leveled off, and it said 550. And Joseph made a statement, so 550, that's close. What, how many gallons is that? And he gets his little chart out, and he said, oh, that's 80-some uh, gallons. That'll be good. And I said, no, that's not good. You have to have 600 pounds. That gauge says we're going to have 550 we're going to be short, so no, don't. Let's plan another fuel stop. Mm-hmm. That's that absolute. And you know, life in a, as a Christian, it's the same way. You know, if you, hey, I know in my life, there's some absolutes in my life that I say, oh, that'll be okay this time, and then I'm into sin. I'm into sin. Then I got to go ask for forgiveness, and no, hey, <laughs> absolute is let's don't get burnt on this thing. Oh, We've been down this road once before. Why do it again? We have unlocked the heart of a mentor. Right there is the heart of a mentor, is that I don't want to make those critical uh, decisions or mistakes. 
at that level where it could cost everything. Cost everything. Would you pray for absolutes in all of our life? And I can hardly wait for this podcast that you're going to put up, The Mind of a Mentor, Mentoring Moments, and just... Uh, I see, you know, generational with you and Don, and we're listening to Mason today. I mean, what a gift God has given us, Jerry. Yes. That we can look three generations in our lives, because that never existed in my life or your life before. No. And we can only believe how our grandkids are going to fly higher. Yeah. Faster. Yeah. Do things better. You're experiencing that now dawn so yeah let's pray sure. for that thank you father entering. god thank you thank you thank you thank you for your absolutes thank you for this book that bernie put together wisdom for today's leaders god bernie placed that in print in 1973 and father it is still your word that came from king solomon generations ago god it's still as an absolute that works in our lives father thank you god thank you Thank you, Father. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Please visit us at www.lored.org for more values-based leadership material. And if you've enjoyed this program, please sign up for the weekly downloads and share this podcast with your friends.